You're listening to the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey, a leading multi-platform audio content and entertainment company. Listen on the Odyssey app. For Beyond Profit, a podcast of the ANA Center for Brand Purpose, I'm Ken Bolliou. Nearly two-thirds of mothers have questioned their value because they feel overwhelmed with doing it all, according to a Seeker Shift report. From balancing everyday household tasks, such as packing lunches and folding laundry, to tackling daycare drop-off and more, moms feel discouraged to just say no. In 2022, to dismantle the barriers that often stand in the way of women and get them to say no more often in life, the PepsiCo brand Pure Leaf Iced Tea launched the No Grants program. This difference-making program received more than 10,000 applications and awarded over $200,000 in grants to support women saying no in the workplace. This year, PureLeaf is doubling its no grants commitment, awarding a total of $400,000 in grants in support of mothers. It's part of PureLeaf's broader three-year pledge to fund partnerships with like-minded organizations and initiatives to inspire women to embrace their version of no. To discuss the program in more detail, including PureLeaf's partnerships with the Seeker Foundation and the award-winning journalist, Elaine Walteroff, I am joined by Julie Reheja Pereira, General Manager, North America of the PepsiCo Lipton Partnership. Julie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Ken. It's great to be here. So I'd like to start, Julie, by having you explain the genesis of the No Grants program, perhaps explain how it works and why it's such a good fit for the Pure Leaf brand. Thank you so much, Ken, for this opportunity. So the genesis of this program actually started with the convergence of culture, our consumer, our product, and ultimately our brand purpose. So at the time, if you'll think back, we were really seeing a reaction in culture where women were starting to say no and make global headlines. So Naomi Osaka, Simone Biles, they were standing up for themselves, saying no to themselves. And often they were facing a culture where generally it was seen as unacceptable uh, to do so. And so women everywhere were starting to think about that, wanting to talk about that. And I think people everywhere, it just drew a pause in the conversation. Now, the challenge that we were finding is that often people can't afford to say no. There's a real cost to it overall. So that opened up this broad conversation about the immense pressures that women are constantly, you know, trying to live up to and often without the right amount of financial support or personal support around them. So as a brand, we really thought this is an opportunity as we stand for No is Beautiful. We responded to that cultural moment by elevating that conversation and the cost of saying no and taking it on in a, in a big way. And what we learned is, you know, we want to try and understand where that's happening, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whether it's in communities overall. And we did this really deep survey and economic modeling to kind of understand what the emotional costs were, but also the financial costs. And those are pretty jarring, as you Mm -hmm. said in your upfront um, already, that, you know, three quarters of women actually feel like there's a there's a cost and there's a negative reaction if you say no, for example, in the workplace. And two and three often find they actually do. But more jarring was certainly the financial impact and the economic future potential uh, economic loss by doing so. So what we did is we leaned into it. We went in 2022 and leaned into the workplace conversation in 
as you pointed out, this year we're working more so in uh, the space of motherhood and the cost of saying no there, which are often very riddled by guilt as the number one emotion that's facing women there. But in both cases, there are financial as well as personal and emotional costs to saying no. So we, you know, at the end of it, what I think we were listening to our consumers, we were looking at our product truth, we were seeing what was going on in culture to create this really unique territory for Pureleaf, which is the No Grants, a program founded on saying no to anything that doesn't serve us so we can say yes to the things that do. And that includes in our product, saying no that to anything in the product that doesn't serve and create a great tasting tea. So that's the conversation we were really trying to elevate for our brand and for that society as well. Mm-hmm. Just just a quick follow-up, Julie. Uh, you mentioned this aligns nicely with your brand purpose. Was there a groundswell of um, you know interest in this type of program internally? Oh, my goodness. Yes, there was definitely a lot of discussion about this internally in this rich space and how do we how do we how do we respect it? How do we do this with humility? How do we understand it? And that's why our partnerships were so critical and important to treat this conversation, you know, just again with empathy and respect because there's so many nuances and it's not the same for everybody on what the cost of saying no really is. And so it really did spark a good internal conversation and a lot of pride. I would say that we were leaning into this conversation as a, as a company and as a brand. Now, you have said, and I think it's on your, your LinkedIn uh, page, that this program is very personal to you. And I'm hoping you can explain why. Yeah. So I am a daughter of immigrants, uh, a South Asian woman. And, you know, I am so privileged to have role model parents that were very intentional in the choices that they made through their lives and the sacrifices that they made in their lives for me. So that intentionality of how, what do you say yes to, I think was something that I saw modeled, but often had came with trade-offs very early in life and, and watching them through my life. So I think that's where it deeply comes to me. So I feel like I have an elevated level of responsibility to elevate other voices in culture and society. And often for people that may not have those platforms or support because it's such a, a, a nuanced conversation. So uh, I, again, I'm just privileged to have had parents that model that intentionality. What do they want to say yes to and how, what kind of trade-offs they make? Um, we're, often, we're often challenging. I mentioned at the top, Julie, that you're partnering with the Seeker Foundation how has that partnership benefited the program and the Noah's Beautiful platform? I don't know if you've, you've uh, spoken to Monica or not or met her yet, but uh, she's the head of Seeker and she is just so inspiring. She's an incredible advocate for women in her organization and the work she's doing at Seeker just felt like a perfect partnership for us uh, overall. She's doing incredible programming, incredible research in so many different places, bringing together multitudes of organizations that can support women in one place. So we were really thrilled to be able to partner with her because again, back to the authenticity, you have to bring in the partners that really understand the issues and the nuances and the different ways that women may need support. So they were the perfect partner and we're thrilled to be working with them again in, in year two this year. Are there other nonprofit partners that have approached you about the program or that you're working with, or was it more we wanted to focus on with one at this point? 
at this point, you know, when we when we were looking at different partners, there were definitely others that we could have looked at. There are, again, many great organizations sure. in this space. The key was finding, I think, the right fit of the of what they were doing and almost like the micro approach versus macro. And that was what was really appealing about CCUR is that they really understood it at a micro level and knowing that it's not the same for all types of women and different ethnicities and, and, you know, different parts across the country. They have such a broad network. Well, that's what we were really excited about. Right. So 10,000 applications in the inaugural year. Wow. Just, just incredible and congratulations. So, but I have to ask, I mean, were you surprised at the interest in the program? And I guess, what does that say about the importance of this particular issue to women? When, when we hit over 10,000 applicants, I was blown away. Now it, it was it was just absolutely incredible engagement. Actually, just you know, this year's campaign saw three thousand applications in the first two days alone, just for just for context. So, and we've received already more than fourteen thousand applications this year. But to your point, can it's amazing, but it's sort of bittersweet because it just talks about the broad need across for assistance and acknowledgement and support. Um, and and so we were pleased that this resonated so broadly with with women and so many people in general. But it was definitely bittersweet um, as to the depth of the issues at hand. So of the ten thousand applications that you received last year, did that represent a culturally diverse group of women? And uh, you know, how did you raise awareness of the program to to you know all all folks? We mainly leveraged uh, the power of earn. Um, and we really wanted to break through in that media landscape across a number of uh, economic profiles, multicultural profiles, et cetera, mm. because what we learned is the cost of saying no and the cost right now of saying no is often higher for certain groups. So, you know, we led with a bit of the editorial interest peak to say, hey, many women want to say no, but they can't afford to. Which is, which is quite jarring, I think, in a lot of stats overall to validate the need for grants um, and the need to really be clear on what this program to do. So to take it a, a step further, we partnered with, you know, most decorated Olympian Allison Felix, who famously made headlines by saying no and walking away uh, from a major sponsorship partner in Nike at the time. And so what was really important was partnering with someone to elevate that conversation who had a personal connection and a uh, implication and a cost of saying no to bring it to life in a really authentic way. And um, certainly as an icon like Allison, I think it was incredibly compelling and uh, to see the challenges that she faced as well and how she overcame them on what was important for her as well. Hello, Beyond Profit listener. The world is filled with examples of brands and nonprofit organizations making a difference for both people and the planet. And each month, Greater Good Magazine, the online publication of the ANA Center for Brand Purpose, brings those inspiring stories to life through exclusive interviews and in-depth articles on issues that matter to the marketing community. Read our latest pieces by visiting ana.net slash beyondgreatergood. That's ana.net slash beyondgreatergood. And now... Back to the show. I am speaking today with Julie Raheja, 
Pereira, General Manager in North America of the PepsiCo Lipton Partnership. Julie, this year Pure Leaf is partnering with the journalist in New Mom, Elaine Weltovera. Please talk about the nature of that relationship and what she brings to your movement. Elaine Angie is a cultural icon in her own right. She's accomplished so many things in her career and continues to give voice to so many things uh, on her agenda, but particularly for this conversation. She's really real uh, right now about the challenges being a new mom and balancing it all and how to figure that out. And she's been a phenomenal partner to us to elevate this conversation around the challenges as she stepped into motherhood. She's fearless. She's authentic. And she's got a really unique tapped in audience that we were able to reach as well because the, the the great part about you know different partnerships is you can tap into different audiences to spread that word about the no grants and about this conversation of what women need to do to say no in order so they, they can say yes to themselves so that authentic partnership was incredibly important and we're excited to partner with you that's terrific so she recently appeared on the drew barrymore show as part of a paid integration tell me about how that came about <laughs> I mean, Drew Barrymore is having a moment, can we say, or more than a moment, I feel like. Yeah. And she brought a whole new dynamic to the talk show, talk show scene. And just as a woman, uh, personally, I've just been also very inspired by what, by how she's evolved overall. And she just feel like, felt like the perfect spokesperson to partner with Elaine and on Drew's platform. And it led to a really rich integration that felt way more than a traditional, I'd say, paid integration for the, all of those in the industry. For anyone who saw it, Drew actually made a point to say, iced tea runs through my veins. Like she actually, you know, <laughs> said that and, and talk about organic value. Sure. But that that was uh, certainly a big moment for the team and uh, uh, for all of us. Um, but it was also really authentic conversation, which is important, right? With Elaine, with Drew and the integration with Pureleaf overall. And now we could reach a whole other audience through Drew's network and platform to talk about, you know, how do we say no to ourselves? And for those who can't afford it right now, here's a program to help you say no and, and get a little financial relief mm -hmm. at this time. So Julie, uh, we talked earlier about just the groundswell of interest internally about this program. <laughs> I'd love to hear how PepsiCo and Pureleaf is building a welcoming culture for women? When I, I mean, I've been with the company now 22 years and it is such a company that is founded on diversity and inclusion and allows people to thrive. So we believe that we have a responsibility and a opportunity to help in societal challenges. So one way we do that is not, not only empowering your employees to build successful and fulfilling careers while doing our, our part to support them through different stages of their lives. So here's a couple of examples mm -hmm. um, that we have for women. One is providing flexibility through different benefits and policies. So, for example, in <clears throat> many of our uh, facilities, we have childcare at certain locations around the world. Um, we also have in half of our locations around the world, dedicated mother's rooms, wellness rooms, alternate spaces for nursing, as example. But then on the career side, we have programs like our transformation, transformational leadership program that are available that are really designed to equip women with the tools that they need to elevate their business impact in the workplace and achieve career and career fulfillment. So there's a multitude of programs that I think PepsiCo does to support women's advancement in the workplace. And I would assume that through communications that that staffers are 
staying abreast of what's happening with this program on a regular basis? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, providing, again, we come back. We, we, I think about it in constantly listening. That's what's important as culture, as marketers, but we also can feed that internally. And it's important that we do to reflect and understand what's going on in culture. And that has impact to how we work, as well as how we communicate as marketers. Um, and as we lead in communities around us, I think uh, we constantly have to be humble and listening and evolving and thinking through that. But uh, that's what I think is great about PepsiCo is they're very open and inclusive in, in terms of listening to what's going on in our communities and uh, responding appropriately in different ways in this case for, our, for all of our associates. So lastly, Julie, I just have to ask, what's next? Are there other partnerships that you're considering to support women? Yeah, we, I mean, as you pointed out at the beginning, we have a million dollar commitment in this space and we're continuing to move forward on that. And we have a lot of actionable learnings to digest on our Noah's Beautiful campaign. And we're, we're always thinking about how do we evolve it? How do we really stay tapped into culture and tapped into what's important? And that's, I think, the key for all marketers, as we think about purpose, it's great to have longevity and consistency, but in the way we articulate and work with it, we have to be true to our brand purpose, but we have to evolve just like consumers are evolving and changing. And that is the most important thing that I'm thinking about right now is through this last round and through these last couple of years, what are we learning? How are women evolving and changing post the pandemic as well? And how can we be that much more relevant while still staying true to our brand purpose? So more to come We're you know, we continue to be excited about that and we're still committed to it, but we're going to be continuing to, to listen to the learnings in this next phase and evolve from there. And if it's, if it's appropriate, I'd love to just a couple things that I'd love to, you know, just reinforce as there's so many different learnings in this space. But as I reflect on my key takeaways for this program, which I think might be helpful for others, is number one, finding authentic partners. If you can do that in that space uh, where there's someone with a daring voice, a real personal connection to the topic, that's what the most I think important thing is as brands step into purpose and try to figure out how to talk about it, authenticity, authenticity, and authenticity to the brand and to the partnership. Even Elaine has said it to us, you know, she had wanting to, she was watching what was going on purely. So it was like a perfect connection between us and her in that authentic connection. The other one, as I mentioned, is humility is keep listening and evolving and tweaking as to what, what and how you tell this message um, and share this web message. And we learned that in the survey results and that what the cost of no may be for a, a white woman versus a woman of color are very different as well. So that that notion to be customizable still is incredibly important to us. So, but we have to take that humility to keep listening. And then we have to know this is a long-term game. And I would like to see more conversation about this in households and in boardrooms and placed in many places across the country to drive change because it's those conversations that then lead people to stop and think and think about all the implications on how we can be even more uh, supportive for women and acknowledging the cost of saying no while they more can get intentional about what to say yes to in their lives. So those would be a couple of my top learnings and takeaways from, from this No Brands program. Julie, congratulations on the success of the program thus far. I wish you all the best and thank you for joining me on Beyond Profit. 
Thank you so much, Ken. This has been this has been a great conversation. Thank you. Mothers can apply for a no grant by visiting pureleaf.com slash no grants. And if you would like to learn more information on Pureleaf and the Know is Beautiful platform, please visit pureleaf.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey.